Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close to personal some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said, every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have country artist Joe Nichols with us today. He has six number one hits and numerous top 10 singles. And his current single title track, Good Day for Living, is top 40 and climbing at country radio. And we're going to talk about all yeah. that and then some. So let's see where this goes. So welcome to the show. Welcome. I appreciate you guys. Thank you all for having me today. So let's talk about, you know, I've been listening to your new song and I've heard it many times on the radio and mm-hmm. we, we, we just crossed 20 years of marriage yeah. and, that, awesome. and really that song is the way we've lived our life. It yeah. really that's, is. That's so really great. The song. Well, it's, uh, it's called Good Day for Living. It's, um, boy, I think it's a song, excuse me. I think it's a song about uh, gratitude, you know, um, definitely to me, I think every day is a good day. If you have gratitude, if you have perspective that kind of, you know, no matter what the situation is, I'm thankful for what I, I have. It may not be very much, but I'm thankful for what I do got. I have a lung, uh, breath in my lungs and blood in my veins and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, good, good family and God that loves me. So every day is a good day for living. That's kind of what the song is, you know, gratitude, even when things ain't great. Amen to that. Yes. Now let's go back like some, um, when you look back on your career, um, you know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you want to do music? But I always like to go a little deeper than that. When did it click back then for you that, wow, this could be my career? Ooh, um, that's a, that's, that's a tough one. I, I think, you know, when I was a little kid, since I was maybe four or five years old, I wanted to be a singer. I didn't know if I would make a career out of it, but I wanted to be a singer. Uh, my dad was a singer and his dad was a singer. My uncles were singers. Uh, players and singers and um yeah i always wanted to do it uh, musically when i was about 16 or 17 years old i kind of lost interest in high school lost interest in baseball and mm-hmm. lost interest in a lot of things other than music money and girls <laughs> yeah, that's kind of all i focused on and i thought you know i i, I wanted to get out of uh, rogers arkansas where i'm from and and you know, because basically you can't start a music career in, in Rogers, Arkansas. So I had to go somewhere where it was happening a little more. I found my way in Fort Smith, Arkansas, which is a little closer to Nashville. And then eventually I moved over to uh, to Nashville in 97. And um, when I got there, it was such a big, big town. I was so intimidated by it, way bigger now, but um, so intimidated by it. I was like, oh, my God, is this is this really going to ever happen? It's just so many people here trying to do the same thing. But I got my first major label deal in 99 or 2000 and that was the time. And I I got a publishing deal right after that, signed to a booking agency. And, and uh, that was the time I was like, Oh, this, I got a shot. I got a shot at maybe doing Mm -hmm. something here. And um, when I heard my first song, the impossible on the radio, I thought, man, I could, I could maybe make a little living out of this for a little bit, you know, maybe a couple of years. Um, when that song went number one and then Broken Hearts,ville went number one after it, I'm like, all right, now I'll be able to make a living maybe <laughs> yeah. beyond five, five, ten years. And maybe. And, uh, and I remember saying in interviews then, you know, people said, what do you see for your career? I said, man, I just hope to be doing this in 20 years. I hope wow. to just wow. have a job doing this. And here well, we are 20 are. years later. And I'm like, yeah. I just want to be doing this another 20 years, you know, or as long mm-hmm. as I want to do it, you know, and not as long as I have to do it or anything right. like that. I, I think. um you know, I, I thought at that time when, when we started having radio success that I, I might be here a little while. Hopefully, if I keep finding good songs or writing good songs, then maybe we'd have a shot at a long-term career, you know. So tell us about The Impossible. How did that come about since that was kind of the first real 
success you had. Yeah, it's um, it was a song that uh, my buddy, my late friend, Mike Owens found. It's a Lee Miller and, and Kelly Lovelace song. They've gone on to write many big hits. Um, but uh, I remember hearing the song and uh, we all thought, boy, if we could if we could pull that off in the studio wow. and make mm -hmm. it. Uh, make it good or make it, uh, you know, uh, appealing to, to country radio, then the message of the song is really great. This was after, you know, 9-11, you know, right. thinking people were kind of just kind of getting over that a little bit. And, and uh, the, the emotional uh, songs of hope were starting to kind of bust through a little bit. Mm -hmm. People kind of wanted to, you know, have something to, to root for and cling, you know, to as far as messages of hope. And um, I think it was just perfect timing on all that stuff. The message was great and timeless, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. we put a good cut on it. You know, it's a good vocal and it and it impacted radio right away. De definitely did that because that was a oh, I yes, mean, very powerful, big, you know, song. powerful yeah. song. You. And, and like you said, for that time, you couldn't ask for yes. a better song um, to give yeah. hope and all that. So, you know, a lot of people, they see the glory and what you have done all these years, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes to get to your level or any level within entertainment. And I always want to talk about that side of it because I think a lot of people sugarcoat this, but yeah. let's be real. It's tough. There's a lot of sacrifice. So tell us about that side of it a little bit. Take us back about when you were trying to make this thing work, the sacrifices you've had to make. Um, well, Back in the early days, um, boy, there's there's so many ways I can go with this. You know, <laughs> as far as the physical sacrifice, I think, you know, in order to be visible, especially without a catalog of hits as a new artist, essentially, uh, to be visible, you have to do everything and anything that somebody asks you. You know, if you, mm -hmm. hey, we're going to give you 20 bucks to go play at this place. I'll take your 20 bucks and I'll go play at that place. You know, I'll play in front of... 50 people for free as long as those 50 people tell their friends and maybe we can get another 50 people later on. Um, mm -hmm. You just, you kind of have to say yes and be willing to do anything and everything, you know, to get your music heard, you know, and maybe get a shot at more people hearing your music. Um, so that's kind of the sacrifice. There's really no, um, there's really no fallback either. <laughs> you know, yeah. Went over this, you know, with, with my, with my children, you know, and my mother, my and my wife, you know, I, I, I was uh, very naive when I wanted to bust into this music business. Um, I had no fallback. I had no backup plan, and I was kind of working without a net, a thousand feet high. And thank goodness it worked out, you know, because <laughs> I can't imagine what I'd have been doing. But, um, but no, I think uh, as far as sacrifices go, I don't know. I, I think. You sacrifice your sanity quite a bit in this business. It's certainly, you know, from single to single, you can sacrifice or you 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 kind of lose your mind a little bit with, you know, what you think is fair and what other people think is fair and what you think is good and what other people think is good. And it always doesn't it doesn't necessarily always line up. And um, but more importantly than than anything I could ever say about myself sacrificing is what my family fact sacrifices you know what yeah. what my wife sacrifices with me being gone and she's the kind of you know got the sole responsibility of making sure the kids are educated and cared for you know appropriately and and um you know when i'm gone a lot of times i kind of i'm kind of dad from the sidelines saying i hope y'all are doing great you know we facetime all day and you guys look like you're doing fantastic but uh but mom is really the superstar there and, oh, and you know yeah. she she sacrifices that and and you know I, I don't get to be there 
for a lot of big dad dad, uh, dad moments, you know, like I normally would have. So those are the things that really are important, you know, nowadays. And nowadays, you know, compared to when you were coming up in this, you have social media that's kind of been a game changer for a lot of the up and coming people because now, yeah. you know, it's kind of like a double edged sword. It's like now you can get noticed. But right. now for labels to even notice you, if you don't have a following, they're not signing you. So it's like a right. double-edged sword. It's a weird deal. You know, labels, you know, <laughs> when when we talk about it in that context, you know, labels kind of want you to do the hard work first <laughs> and make their job easier. You know, and they just kind of piggyback on what you've already done. I have a, I have a buddy that's uh, that has a son that's, a, that's become a very big deal on, on social media and is doing really well with his music without a label. And now his now labels are kind of beating down his door. And I'm like, dude, don't give it away if you don't have to. You're doing great. You know, all, all the you know you're doing is is giving somebody the the rewards of all your hard work for you know very little. Ask for a ton of money, you know, if you, if you, you know, uh, he controls it now. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, but I, I think there's there's like you said, a double-edged sword with with social media nowadays, especially when it comes to new artists. Um, because I believe that you have to know yourself more than anybody um, when you break into this business. Uh, you have to know who you are and believe who you are, um, because the last thing you want to be is somebody that sings songs that you have no idea who they are. You don't connect with them, and you're playing basically a character. You know, 30 years from now, are you going to want to sing the songs that you sung now in the in the spirit of just trying to get famous? you know, or trying to get followers today, you could sell yourself into something that you don't necessarily like or agree with five years from now. And boy, I can't think of a more miserable existence than having to be a slave to something you can't stand, you know, as far as being just singing music that you maybe didn't believe in the first place, but somebody talked you into or something that was a, a trend in the moment that is totally not a trend in the next moment. And you're stuck with that for you know 15 years. And you don't like it. Um, but I would say to, to new artists, be careful of not knowing who you are. Because um, when, once you're out there, you're out there. And people either like you or they don't. But one thing you can kind of be uh, content with is the knowing that, you know, I am who I am. People buy it or they don't. Now, you've had a, you've had the dream career for a lot of new artists. I mean, you've lasted 20 plus years here. Um, what do you think you can attribute to lasting because you know a lot of people they come they have a few hits and then they leave you know but you've been able to manage this to keep this ball rolling for this long how do you think you've done it uh the honest answer is other people's hard work that don't get recognized um i think great songs great songs that have come my way that i've been very fortunate to cut um i wrote a couple that i'm proud of that have contributed to that but more than anything, people that you don't know the names of um, along the way, whether it be producers or uh, labels or, or writers, um, musicians, uh, people that don't get near the credit, you know, and people, you know, like like the label that I'm currently on, Quartz Hill, is owned by a man that has been my biggest champion for many years. And without him, yeah. I wouldn't have had Sunny in 75 or Yeah or, yeah. or Here We Are with Good Day for Living and Home Run. And, and so... People like him, Benny Brown's his name, and he's been a, an, an angel to me. Um, but people like him that don't necessarily get the credit they deserve, but, you know, my name's attached to everything, and, you, and the fans see my name on, on yeah. this song yeah. or this video and this at this time. I, I think that's my honest answer. A lot of people that don't yeah. get the credit, you know, have and, contributed and you know, the most. 
I'm glad you said that because mm -hmm. one part of our show that we always talk about, because like you said, they don't get credit is, you know, a lot of people, they see you, but they don't see the team, as you mm -hmm. said. In our opinion, right. teams never get the love. They don't. But yeah. on our show, they get mm -hmm. some love. So take a few moments and just tell us about the team that helps you be who you are today. Boy, um, well, I said it starts from the top. Benny Brown, who owns uh, Quartz Hill Records, uh, has a great ear for songs and always has had a great ear for songs and kind of matching songs with artists. Um, and that's a rare quality. You know, a lot of A&R people are really bad at their jobs. And he's one of those rare guys that are good. Is good, really good at it. And so, it starts with him. I think it moves to producers. You know, Mickey Jack Cones and Derek George are the two producers I'm working with currently, and they're amazing. They complement each other great. They both have really intelligent uh, musical minds. It's like watching mathematicians do math problems. You know, out loud. It's really kind of amazing to watch that. You know, I'm a singer and I'm, I'm a musician, but it's another thing to have a creative mind that also matches up mm. with structure, you know, and, and the way yeah. that an architecture could see a building. Um, and I can go back through producers that I've always loved and always worked great with and have always made music that I love. And I'll start with uh, my very first producer, Brent Rowan, wonderful man, an incredible human being and an incredible producer, produced Broken Heartsville and, oh, wow. and the impossible. And, and some of my, my most favorite things I've ever done, man with the memory. Um, and so, Along the way, you know, Buddy Cannon was always a great producer uh, to me and, and hard worker. There's been some great writers that, you know, have contributed some great songs to my career with, uh, you know, the guys from Broken Heartsville, Tequila Makes Your Clothes Fall Off, to Jason Sellers, you know, Sunny 75, and, and uh, Dallas Davidson, Ashley Gorley, Red Akins, those guys, you know, contributing and giving that girl, uh, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. I think uh, great songwriters, great producers, great A&R great leadership and um and also you know some of the unsung heroes that people even beyond that wouldn't know people like promotion staffs you know it's radio teams mm -hmm. of people that are you know going out door to door and kind of saying have you heard this song by joe nichols you gotta play it on your radio station this is oh, wow. this is great and so people that are your your champions that are you know that are doing the hard work you know and and kind of introducing you to markets and places and radio guys and and girls that that uh, you know kind of move the business along, mm -hmm. um, and they don't get a lot of credit. You know, yeah. they don't get a lot of credit it's for true. that. So I appreciate every one of those. You know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, our ten-year-old, that we bring on and ask a question. And he is a huge country music a huge, fan. Uh, and He's fan a fan of yours. Of yours. He loves the, all your awesome. songs. I'll so, go get him. So, so while okay. we're waiting on him, what's what do you feel is next for you? Um, I, I, as far as like. Uh, logistical kind of things like the next year yeah i think we're you know we're seeing the success of, of good day for living pay off you know right away with touring next year and with you know bigger things so this year was a bigger year than the last and last year obviously was bigger than a year before because of the the pandemic and stuff but um just seeing some great growth and in, in the fan base and a lot of the internal you know numbers data mm -hmm. You know that things are growing in a, in a great way and and um so i, I think touring was going to be a little bigger and more special next year than it even was this, this year and we had a good year uh and i think that's it you know we're just going to focus on this single and, and ride it out hopefully we'll we'll be talking about you know bigger th things in the spring and summer you know on the horizon so and we'll start the new music process uh, as far as another album probably in the first quarter of next year we'll start songs and we'll start talking about direction 
And that's usually like a year and a half process. Yeah. So we probably a little ways off from new music. Right. Hi, Drew Nichols. So what's your favorite foods? Hey, man. Uh, nice to talk to you. My favorite foods. Uh, love me some Texas barbecue. Actually, Texas brisket. Uh, and uh, love me some New York style pizza. <laughs> Those two yeah. my favorites. Mine's pizza. Yeah, man. Good pizza is hard to beat. So yes. what's barbecue's better, Nashville or Texas? I'm I live in East Texas, so I'm a little biased, but I, in my uh trying to be objective opinion, uh, my totally subjective objective opinion, uh, I would have to say uh Texas brisket is is the best thing on the planet as far as oh, wow. cooking meat. <laughs> right. Bye, thanks. Thank you. So as you as you go along this journey, when you get to the end of it, wherever that looks like for you, what do you hope you never forget along this journey? Ooh, uh, number one, I hope I never forget that all blessings are from God. And that's that's hands down what, uh, what I believe. And and uh, the things he's done in my life are, are nothing short of miraculous, really. And so I, I think all the blessings you know, from my wife, uh, from my, my beautiful children, the people in my wife, my life that have propped me up, that have helped me out, that have blessed my family in so many ways. I think, uh, those are all blessings from God. I hope I never forget that. And I hope I never forget, you know, the moments where I needed, you know, him most, he's always showed up. And, um, that's to me, that's the most important things that I can think of, you know, spiritually, Amen. Emotionally, all those things uh, and the people he's put in my life. Like I said, Benny Brown has been a hum humongous angel in my life. I think those are our blessings from the guy upstairs. And I don't ever want to go a day, not a single day, not a single mm -hmm. morning without ever thanking him for all of it. Awesome. And what would you like your legacy to be as an artist? What would you like to be most known and remembered for? Oh, boy, that answer right there has changed so many times over the years, <laughs> you know. I think, I think I, I would like people to to remember me and remember my career as being a a constant or a consistent kind of uh, artist. You know, somebody that you could rely on for having a particular sound. You know, and and hopefully being successful with that. You know, I know there's been times in country music where being a traditional guy has not been a very popular thing at all. <laughs> Looks and like it's coming times, back. And, and there's times that where it looks like it comes back around and all of a sudden being a traditional artist is the end thing. And so mm -hmm. hopefully, you know, people will remember that even through the thick and thin years, you know, I was kind of the same guy. Yeah. Love that. Love it. And if you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them? Uh, first of all, thank you for the diehards, you know, and thank you for the loyalty. You know, I love that, you know, fans, um, of country music have, have in general had a good opinion of me. I think, you know, I, I think I'm, I, I at least I want to think that <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know if that's true, but, uh, I I'd like to think that, um, and man, just over the years, thank you for the benefit of the doubt. You know, always, uh, fans keep an open mind with me. And I, I don't know that, um, even the songs that I've had that didn't work people were willing to give me a chance on the next one you know and so i think that's mm -hmm. kind of contributed to, to 20 years of being able to be relevant at radio at times because yeah. people would forgive yeah. me for a song that didn't work you know and <laughs> kind of look forward to the next one yeah so as we close out here what advice would you give that person that wants to do what you do uh 
follow through with your education. Go as far as your education can take you. So stay in school. I know that's kind of a cliche, but I, I, the reason I say that is because, you know, I'm in um, I'm in conversations, in rooms, in uh, contracts, in situations mm-hmm. constantly with people that are uh, highly educated. They have, yes. you know, in a lot of cases, law degrees, um, you know, and, you know, I, I find myself trying to have to keep up. And so I think an education would have helped me tremendously to um, to be with the conversation a little quicker than I am. So I have to kind of learn double time, you know, nowadays. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've gotten a good idea of things now, 20 years, you know, 20 plus years into the business. I've gotten a good idea, but that's that's 20 year education when I could have got it for three or four, three or four. So I would say further your education as long as you can. And, um, and I think essential essential to the process is know who you are as as soon as you can be confident be you be authentic as quickly as you can get there love that answer yeah we really Mm -hmm. enjoyed having you on today and we look forward to having you back down the road i appreciate you guys thank y'all for the time today good talking to you oh we appreciate thanks so much have a great day you too